Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. And because I have no pride, I've changed my rules. <laughs> but we're going to do it for just one month to celebrate pride. We are. We have a guest who is of the XY chromosome. <gasps> How dare you? I know. Well, the well, only thing, the Y fell off, kind of. I don't know. It's not really XY. Are we XY? And they're XX. No, we're double X's. That's what like, I thought. Like God, one of my me. one of my X's fell off, but I'm not really. It's weird. Fell off. Okay. Yes, because I am a man on the inside. Oh. And I am not. But I'm a gay man <laughs> who is a raging drag queen. So it all balances out. Like we were twins in another alternate universe, and we're separated, and our brains. We're in different wrong bodies. Okay, I'm going to let you introduce him in a minute, mm-hmm. but there's something I got to get off my chest. Is Jeffrey Epstein dead? No. Nope. Nope. So did you read the, uh, the what just came out that the guards during that time, they didn't do their job? Oh, I saw a little blurb about that, but yeah. like, of it's, course, it should be we a, know it this. It should be a bigger story. We know this. But well, they have footage of them uh, on their phones during time, and they're supposed to check in on him like every 15, yeah, 30 minutes. because he's on suicide watch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, the footage was gone and destroyed, yeah. which they did, trying to cover their butt. And they got 100 hours community service. Yeah, wow. well, they yeah, they look yeah. at it, he was a pedophile yeah so uh, he's not a trafficking pedophile but of course he isn't why do you him and bill gates are trying to think up you know get the game plan going for gates's divorce <laughs> you know because that was another thing that come out too that gates has been asking uh epstein for financial advice why like you're one of the richest men in the world you don't think that goldman sachs would do that for you well, maybe he's against Goldman Sachs. Maybe there's a power grab between the two. You know, the the power of the New World Order, as it was originally thought of with the Illuminati and all that, is the balance is the power of balance is off all the way around. So, you know, they're all in it together it's just which one will come out the victor i do find it weird that he asked epstein but wasn't that how epstein supposedly made his money besides selling children wasn't it that he was supposed to be supposedly a brilliant financier maybe he was the one who actually helped trump long and then maybe trump didn't want 
Ivanka for anyone but himself. So <laughs> he got mad at Epstein. You went there. When he, so he got mad at Epstein whenever, you know, that was that was the falling out. Do you think Tiffany has daddy issues? I would say so. Oh my gosh. Do you not? Yeah, it's like she's like borderline supportive. She's like, if I don't have anything else better to do, yeah, I'll come to your rally. Just well, she's money. she's yeah. Jan Brady. Oh, she's oh, the absolutely. second best. She's oh. second best. Ivanka, she's Ivanka, not, Ivanka. She's not. Yeah, she's not Marsha. She's kind of like, mm, you know, he's made fun of. Like, this is what I love the most about life. And re- no matter what you believe or don't believe, the wheel turns full circle. Yeah. It goes full circle. And when you live here on a enough hopefully you get to go a couple more turns and you've learned along the way and you become a little bit better and a little bit better and you try to share it or whatever but that asshole look how much he fat shamed everybody so of course which asshole are you talking about trump trump yeah isn't tiffany a little chubby you know i mean like she's a like the ugly kids are in the in the background not compared to ivanka i mean we ivanka is a rack a clothes rack like one of she she looks like one of the women from invasion of the body snatchers (laughs) it's been a long time since i've seen that but well you uh, know you know but just that that face that just looks like void of all emotion Yes. Even when she's smiling, she's it's a, just like, honey, you're dead inside. Well, yeah, she's she's not even Now this hurt. is depressing. She's mistress. And I don't want to be depressed during this. Why so you're depressed that she, Ivanka is... It's, it's depressing because I can't change anything. So I'm going to change topics. And we're going to go back to <laughs> talking about Gavin Gay time. And how we have a man. Well, that term's... Yeah, loose. I know, and that's... <laughs> Subjective, but it is really uh, one of my dearest Southern women friends. My, uh, well, introduce. I will. Well, they're not an entertainer, but they're very entertaining. They were in entertainment. They were a premier drag queen. Fancy. Back in the day when things were tough. I'm very excited because you talked about him a lot. Mm -hmm. Back in the day when things were tough to be gay. And not only that, gay in Mississippi. (laughs) So uh, I think people have not lived a full turn of the wheel and that their perspective and vision might be a little, you know, clouded by stories that they've heard or maybe uh, experiences that they see, maybe on RuPaul's Drag Race and things like that. But a lot of things, when people want you to learn your history, or in your case, as Ru would say, your herstory, you... um you've got to realize what people overcame to get to where you are and that there were allies who, you know, they might have a harder time going one place or other, but that things that, I don't know. Anyway, it's very complicated. My bestie Jasper. Jasper. I had a cat named Jasper. It's the best name ever. Uh, it is, and he was a big old dumb orange kitty though. And he got outside <laughs> one day, and he never came back. We think coyotes got him, but 
<sighs> I know. I usually hear cat or dog. My favorite so far has been monkey and donkey. <gasps> donkey. Donkey. Yes. Yeah. Well, my dad's my name was Jasper. <laughs> So I can't name pets or anything after it because it's disrespectful. Oh, I think that's fair, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could. I just am not, you know. I just don't know too many Jaspers, you know, not here anyway. It's not common anymore, I don't think, either. Yeah. So you're from Mississippi. Born and raised. Can, um, you don't have to tell where because we don't want people stalking you, but, um, Tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, I, I and... don't care at all. Sock away, it's quite fine. Um, I'm from a very small town called Monticello, about an hour and a half north of Hattiesburg, about an hour and a half south of Jackson. One red light, had three when I was growing up, but they had to downsize when I left, you know, celebrity status and all. Um, <laughs> I mean, I grew up on a farm, you know, I would say half farm. As I got older, kind of some things kind of phased out or whatever, but went to a little southern school a little southern baptist church that's now a big southern baptist church yeah probably um, the biggest one in your little town second second oh they're competing always then. always <laughs> but, uh, my family went but there's a whole wing dedicated to my great-grandfather oh wow yeah and it was his father-in-law who i'm named after yeah so being a gay man hmm. in mississippi <laughs> and um you don't have to tell us your age but i know that you are we're about the same age I would say. You're 22 as well? Yes. Just turned. <laughs> I'm now feeling like a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, growing up in a, which, uh, I don't want to say this, but statistically, Mississippi yeah. is like the poorest state, uh, lowest in education, uh, l- um, Teen pregnancy, number it's one. It's cursed. Yeah. Um, it's a cursed land. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> highest in poverty, you know, um, highest people on welfare. And I take it that you kind of grew up, you're probably a late 70s, 80s baby, you know, 80s, 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Baby. So I grew up about that time and I knew how hard it was for my friends who would never say anything to anybody, but you just kind of knew, you know, they didn't have to say anything. Right. You loved them just the same. So how was that for you growing up in that small ass town? I've always, when I've always told my story, I've always said I've been very, very lucky. Um, I, now I say that, but I grew up a short, fat, redheaded gay kid in South Mississippi. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh, so even, You're a South Park episode. Mm-hmm. I really am. I mean, mm-hmm. Seriously. However, I've in my entire 22 years of life, I've never been called fag. I've never, I've been called gay twice. Like I've been very, very lucky. So growing up there, I mean, I had, I wanted to be Wonder Woman when we played and my friends would tell my dad because my dad would say, tell me if he wants to be a woman. <laughs> I get it. You know, that's how Jim Lee was. It's okay. Uh, we've moved past that now. Um, but I was very, very lucky when it came to growing up in the South and, and being being me without being me because like you said we just don't talk about it because once you say it you give it power Mm -hmm. and they don't like that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. do you think that your dad and i'm gonna get like really i'm when i do this i'm like the psychiatrist that you never thought you bring it so when you say that your dad had a your dad obviously had a hard time with it at first and he didn't know you know 
he saw you being effeminate and didn't know what to do with it, didn't know how to process it because men don't, quote, do that kind of thing. Do you, do you see his struggle as well with it? Like, where are you at with your dad? And where um, were you before? My dad actually passed. Oh, I'm sorry. Very sorry to hear fine. that. Thank you. Uh, in 2007, maybe 2008, I've got a lot of dates going on. Um, so I lived with my aunt and uncle until I was four, no, five. Uh, back with my parents until I was 16, then back with my aunt and uncle until I graduated and moved out. Um, in those times with both of them, there were times that it wasn't necessarily liked, I'll say, because I'm very close to b- both sets, I'll say, of my parents. Um, Can you... I think he did the best that he thought that he could. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, it got better. Like He realized that he didn't take me fishing he didn't take me all that you know i think he took some of that guilt on himself you know um when i met my now ex-husband i I asked him i said do you want to meet him like i've been outside i was 16 i mean this was not a new thing i was almost 30 and he told me no and i brought him anyway and my father loved him to death so i think when you're smaller you kind of have a certain thought process of how it is or i'll say younger not smaller Mm -hmm. and as you age your views change if they don't, then you haven't grown. And I think that he did grow before he passed to accept me just for me. And I was very, very lucky about that. I have a, you know, my daddy who I adore, um, when I met him, he didn't have a very open mind about things. Now, the kink lifestyle brought him into that. But up till, you know, just recent, I won't say recently, we've been together for 10 years, but before. A little bit before we met, he had a certain idea about things. And since we've been together and I've shown him, you know, we go to the bars and we have an eclectic group of people in kink. You have to have that, I think. But now that he's opened his mind, it's just it's amazing. And I wonder during those years, you know, I feel sorry for our parents for a little bit because they had to grow up. In that way, do you know what I mean? I'm so about to locked. lose my trade, but no, so locked. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, like you're in yeah. a small little community, and you don't have any diversity in there. It's tough, especially yeah, if you live in an area yeah, that doesn't have any diversity. It is weird, and you're being told, you know, things that. Well, it, it you know what's weird about it is depending on where you are. And even your government's telling you things. Depending where you are geographically when you're living with people. Like when I was born and until I was 11, I moved to Pensacola. But I was raised in Illinois in a very, very European white neighborhood. However, it was European diverse. So there was Italians, Germans, Russians. Polish people that the Russians did not get along. I mean, you know, that's it's been yeah, many like the years here of like, uh, like everybody who um migrated over here from World War II, yeah, yet they were arch enemies through First this and war. Second generation, too. I yes, mean, I mean, like, yeah. I'm you know, I was born in 65, I don't care, if and it sounds know. like yours, so, your family has been in there for been in that one place for many oh, absolutely. generations. Yeah, I mean, in fact, the, the place I grew up, 
all my dad's brothers and sisters lived around us. So I had my grandparents' house and then their house on an acre each, plus 100 acres out in the sticks. You know, that was her, his aunt's prior. So, I mean, the house was built 18-something. So, yeah. But Tell me what you were like when you were a teenager. Amazing. Um, okay. <laughs> so, um, I have some really good photos. I wish I'd have brought them in just to show you from high school because I was 315 pounds, you know. I was the shortest thing in the world to begin with. And then I woke up one day and I was 6'2". Hand oh. to God. Yes. Um, and I wore round, like, I don't know, Harry Potter glasses, you know, and... Um, turtlenecks and like grandpa sweaters like that was my go-to and i would vogue down the hall we would have been friends it was great yeah um and that's some some friends that will message me on facebook you know that's where you go when you Mm -hmm. you know whatever um will say that you know i remember you voguing around the fire and blah 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 and i have no idea what she's talking about because i don't remember right because it's just who you were it's just who i was was nothing are you a madonna fan Yes, huge. Am I gay? <laughs> well, I mean, you know. I'll, I'm from that generation that would Madonna. be a Madonna fan. We'll say that because, you know, it's. I was an okay. original Madonna fan. Yes. See, yeah, we're there. Me. Like oh, when she came, uh, you, you know. But I was old think? enough she to buy tickets. Right oh, I think her face is settled. She looks so much better. Let's take Sicky and Sweet Tours like a Puma. It just <laughs> looks so much better. She does <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's yeah. just frightening. Yeah, she had the that's fillers. But yeah, I love yeah. her. I, I adore. I know. Her. I love her. I love her so much. Well, and I, we could sit here and talk Madonna. Oh just, God, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I, what do you want to know? <gasps> yeah, Madame X was awful. I'm sorry, it's the only album I have not bought. <laughs> okay, best underrated song that didn't get you know didn't get the credit that it deserves. Spanish, I have, I have Spanish several. But... Eyes from Like a Prayer. Okay. Mm-hmm. It just, oh God. Um, Devil Wouldn't Recognize You. Mm-hmm. Mine is Bedtime Story. Oh God, I love Bedtime Story. Yeah. I love the video. Yes. I, I mean, it, she's oh, pregnant then, and it, it's just, she's glowing, and her makeup looks awesome, and all, it just fucking looks great oh god it's wonderful and there's some really good songs from the like survival and uh i'd rather be your lover and things of that nature that uh, that album that's not my favorite album um but it's one of the top five one of my favorites is on a gh v2 and it's rescue me um that's my like (gasps) that's originally released at the end of the immaculate collection Mm mm-hmm which was my first like purchased Madonna cassette yes. because I'm old, and <clears throat> excuse me, and um, followed by Erotica when Erotica came out, which is my favorite album, which is another yes. one I think that it does. There's a lot of hype about it, but I don't think people understand the the love I have for Erotica. It's where my drag name came from. It's where mm-hmm. uh, it's just sultry, but it's her still pushing that envelope to. You know, fuck you. I'm, I'm a grown woman. I'll do what the fuck I want to do. And I love that. You know, own yourself. And she's owned herself. And I, I really, really respect that. I have an erotica number. Mm. Mm. I do it in a chair. Oh, that's great. Yes. I love it. Nice. Yeah. We're what? Up to college? Okay. Use it. Yeah. Uh, I go to a little very small community college, you know. With everybody else to 13th grade, is what we call it, because that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, we did too. Yes, it's living universal. In, yeah, living in Antioch, MTSU was the 13th grade. What was mm-hmm. yours? 
Uh, now Pensacola Junior College or maybe Pensacola Community College. Maybe they may have renamed it. <laughs> yes, Kapile Lincoln Community College, Colian, Wolves, mm-hmm. Go Wolves. Yeah. And I went there for a yep. year. Um, and, I mean, come on. I, when I live with my aunt and uncle, he's a Methodist preacher. Still is, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love them tremendously. We have grown a lot in our relationship. It's so much better now. I think that it was a, a little more honest with each other. Again, that goes with getting older and, and learning some things. And some things we just don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you mature. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I flunked out because I was on my own. I could be as gay as I wanted to be. It was wonderful. Uh, and then I was still in my home church at the time. Um, though I was out. We didn't talk about it, which was fine. Um, and then I went to William Carey College in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Was it a scandal at the church? Because uh, how big was the church? church? Now, this is a church I grew up in. However, I went to William Carey College, which is a Baptist college. Um, and I worked as a youth. No, I worked as a music, minister of music at a local church back home. So a small church that other members of my family were at. And the pastor asked me if I was of the homosexual persuasion. And I said, duh, I didn't. I said, yes, I'm of the gay, you know, house of gay. And, and then I, he asked you. To not to come go. back. Yes. No, I was going to say he asked you to go behind the parition. And... He died. Ugh. He was young, but Lord, that's a joke. Back up and take a dirt road. That's wild <laughs> that he would just be like, yeah, don't come back. Wow. How very Christian. Right. Of yeah. people. Yeah. I had already turned away from the Christian lifestyle by that time. It was a job. I needed a job and mm-hmm. I enjoyed music at that time having teaching people to sing and all that was great it was really real fun for me but it was fine i felt relieved actually and kind of free free did yeah. did you do um children's choir or mm-hmm. uh I was adult like, like minister of music for the church like i did the program and did all that and choir rehearsal and youth uh, choir as well yeah. but yeah i used to love to do that it was fun did yeah. you do that at church choir and yeah. stuff yeah, some choir. I didn't really have to go to church until, I mean, you know, when I converted or whatever later, when I became a Christian. But I didn't really do choir. They didn't want me to sing because I can't carry a tune. So I did. If you're like, singing for the Lord, I worked, he doesn't care. But I worked in the youth, with the youth. They'll make it work. So, which was fun. Yeah. We're literally opposites, though, because we talk about that. Like, so you, you know, you didn't follow the Christian faith during the time I did follow the Christian faith, and then when I switched my faith, you were switching your faith to the Christian faith. So yes. I love that. She is my soulmate. I believe that with everything in me. Because uh, kind of I was pagan for years and years and years, like thirty something years or more. So. Can I can I tell you that I really don't know what pagan means um it tends to be a broad term to kind of encompass anything <laughs> that is not christian yeah like okay. paganism can go anything from practicing witchcraft or uh some people do uh, i like wicca is an another type of um religion that is pagan druids are pagan the mm-hmm. old gods are pagan right. if you follow the gods and goddesses the old gods that's why when i'm i'm like well yeah this is happening whether 
everybody wants to believe if, if it's Jesus coming back or not. So I'm super into Revelations because of, you know, walking a different path. I want to start with Drek. Yes. yes. The best thing ever created by the gods. <laughs> Did drag save your life like a lot of people? Um, I don't think drag necessarily saved my life. Drag allowed me to express a part of me that uh, was inside of me. Like all, most of the my friends that started doing drag when I did were transsexual. And I thought that I was going to be transsexual because I want to be a girl so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as I've aged and gotten older, and I, I'm so glad I did not go down that path because it just was not for me. Um, but I've been non-binary since 1975. So, you know, mm-hmm. we just didn't have a word for it then. So drag just allowed me to express myself and meet so many people in my life uh, in a 10-year span. That, I mean, it's just amazing. Like Some of these people were listed as my mother's children yeah. when she mm-hmm. passed. I mean, it literally, you know, it really, Where really did you do drag? Where did uh, you start? I started drag in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I was going to William Carey College, the Baptist College, and got in drag, what I thought was drag. Um in the theater department as one does and went to the bar and I walked in the bar and my drag mother now my drag mother uh, looked at me and said uh, this is not going to fly and pulled me to the back and I spent another two hours getting my face beat that's why they call it beating mugs because Mm -hmm. they beat the shit out of you Mm -hmm. Uh, and just thought I was the bee's knees I just thought I was the prettiest thing I was but I just thought that I was you know just the best (laughs) thing in the world like when you saw yourself when you turned around and really saw you have you ever seen there is a show on HBO and it's I forget, but it's uh, Bob the Drag Queen, uh, Shangela, and Eureka. Eureka. Who's from this area? Yes. And they go to these small little towns, and they put people in drag that, you know, would never have an inkling or would never have a wanting to do it. And it's just an amazing show because these people come out and they're just like, oh, my God. I'm gorgeous. And just the self-esteem just shoots through the roof. And I recommend everybody get in drag at least once. It, I mean, it's seriously, it very much changed. I mean, I, I, I've never been necessarily shy. Like my mother, or now I've loved myself for a very long time. My mother says she never had to worry about my self-esteem really because I've, I've pretty much always had it. But drag just, I mean, it, it, it just opened up so many avenues, you know, in life and, and things of that nature for me. It was amazing. I mean, it was just a gift. And you don't do it anymore because? Uh, I got. I was just done. Yeah. I had 10 years. And I left on a high note. I mean, I'm sorry, but there is nothing better than standing backstage and say, do y'all know who's next up? And then start chanting your name. Mm. I don't care if it's 100 people or 200 people. Tens and twenties. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It was such a rush. And it was great. I wanted a change in my life. I was kind of ready to settle down. I was approaching 30. I was 29 at the time. And I just quit. I've done it twice since then. Um, it was great. I enjoyed it. You know, it was still a very good high. But I was just did not want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'm getting there. And then I've yeah. dressed in drag every day of my life since I was like 19. I'm having the roughest time. Well, since the pandemic and the mask thing, it's really helped transition to uh, go to less and less makeup and like myself more and more 
as which I knew would happen as I got older anyway. I knew that would be the transition, but yeah, that's your fuck it switch. I still it, I don't need to wear makeup today. Well, I still even performing, I can't get like I'll go low key makeup, but I wear so damn much glitter. I look like I've got a side job, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, like I've been I got some laying on Tinkerbell's bitch. It's you know? like just you know, but sure. Everybody uh, loves the bling. I like yeah. the bling. I've always dug it. Yeah, the boyfriend it, hates so. it. Hmm? The boyfriend hates it and hates the glitter. Yeah. Oh, he hates it. Mm-hmm. Well, as in the burn culture, they absolutely hate it too. I use, fortunately, because Micah, but now I watched a thing on how Micah was mine. So <sighs> you got to find out where that sourced. And right. <laughs> everything. These lovely. I just traded makeup for a, a, a beard and mustache and goatee or whatever. Yeah. Well, I should. I'm digging this. Well, I lost. <laughs> so I lost 100 pounds the first time. That was from good drugs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not good drugs, but drugs. What it yes. wouldn't promote anything. Um, <laughs> was it a fetamine? Dope. Uh, Call yes. it dope. Okay. I don't talk about it a lot. However, I was clean 16 years last Friday. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think it was 16, 2006. I think that's 16. And uh, then the second time I did it, I lost weight. I lost weight for myself because we were getting married and I wanted to look good in my photos and mm-hmm. all that. But um, when I decided to, I cut my hair for a boy. So, of course, my hair is like down on my shoulders now, but it used to be real long. I mean, it's easier to have your hair attached to a wig to do whatever on stage, you know. Uh, but I thought I was in love. And so he wanted me to cut my hair. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up dating someone else, a very dear friend of mine at the time. Which was fine, whatever. So, um, and then I grew my facial hair out and all that and became a, a quote-unquote boy. And then I met the ex-husband and that's all she wrote. Now here we are. Yeah. That you had to move up here to where we's are? Yes, we's moved up here. Well, yeah. Humans. Yeah. You and the ex. The ex tries to save our marriage, technically, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's the joke I make, but I don't think either one of us realized that at the time we were just trying to be happier. Uh, It did not work out when we were no longer married. I got 10 good, I got seven good years out of 10 because I always said, give me 10 years, give me 10 years. I got smarter with this one now, what I'm with now. I said, give me 20 because I'll be dead. Uh I'll be be dead. So it'll be fine. No. Yeah. But my parents no. died in their 60s. I'm just taking the history. It's fine. Oh. It's fine. I lived a good life. <laughs> so I'm in trouble right. then. I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, if it happens, it happens. Yeah, I I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I would hate to leave my family behind because Gail said something to me. Uh, it was the other day. She said, if you left, it was something like, if you left this earth, there would be a lot of people that didn't know what to do. Yeah. I feel that. And that's yeah, kind of irresponsible. Oh yeah, yeah. I just she don't got want me. To, you know, die excruciatingly, whatever. You know, in pain, pain. I only know because I've walked the path already. Yeah, I already walked your. Well, you are six years path. older. I think everybody's in a book, and it's, you know, you're you're a couple chapters ahead of me. I'm gonna learn that. I'm gonna learn to delegate, and it's hard it's well, hard I, when you grow up poor I, and I think when people I did too I, know, <laughs> I mean everyone I know, but... sitting in this room grew up poor yeah, where and... like we understand what actual poverty right. feels like I don't know and I had to take <clears throat> care of myself at a young age so mm-hmm. 
I didn't want my kids to have to do that. And now it's kind of, you know, it's it's overboard now, you know. That's well, what happens. And we, we can't help it. Like, my father mm. was disabled all my life. I could never remember him working. Now, he did, but I was too young. And they dropped him off and ripped both of his legs. It's a long story. Um, so he literally only got. But he like, was rightly disabled. <laughs> right. But it was yeah. awful. Yes. But he only got $469 a month in Social Security. And by the time he finally won his lawsuit, it had little. I was a teenager mm-hmm. or a preteen, maybe, maybe 13 or whatever. He only got $10,000. They broke both of his legs twice. All right. So when I talk about poverty, you know, it's really hard to kind of explain. People are like, oh, well, Nintendo, no, no Nintendo, no whatever. Not until I got older and could get it myself or friends or um, mm-hmm. if I was with my aunt and uncle and my brothers had one, you know, cause I consider them family like that. So, yeah, but like. I, I knew I had friends that got allowances. I was like. You know, right. My my mom did her best, but it was like she was just point blank. If you want money, you need to go to work. So first job at fourteen, you know. I didn't yeah. know people got like if your parents were disabled as a child, you got a check. Oh, I had yeah. no idea. I was sixteen, and backing on my aunt and uncle, and my aunt was like, "You know what about your checks? You'll have money." And I'm like, "What check are you talking about?" I had no idea. So do you have to? Did you have to go for that or? My parents, my my parents got that check. Oh, I just didn't know it. oh, I'm very sorry. That's fine. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> so, and then, uh, which when I asked for it, it was awful because I guess they relied on that, you know. And which I get it. However, it was mine. Um, but it was the best thing for them because that made my father allow my mother to go to work, and she needed that because they were in a loveless marriage. You know, it was. People talk about staying in your marriage for your kids. Don't do that. All right. Because your right. kids see that. Mm-hmm. Unless you are a very good actor and nothing seems different, do not do that because it's not very good for your children. So that really actually helped her in her life to get out. And then, you know, 10 years later, she left him. First yeah. time. My baby mm-hmm. has a hard time understanding that because I spent 10 years with their dad and she's always like she makes jokes about it but you know behind every little joke is a little bit of truth absolutely and uh i'm just like just wasn't happy you know look at me now look how happy i am which person would you rather be with me 10 years ago or me now but yeah don't do it sorry i think that's what gay people when they come out that they tend to be so much happier and so much i thought i could hear something but it's i don't know what it is i'm closest to the door so we're good because i'm gone um <laughs> it's just a, maybe it's just a, something squeak right Same maybe way. it's the squirrels maybe it could be anything but i think it's the squirrels and then I have rabbits, too, out here that hide in front away from the evil-ass hawks that come mm-hmm. and scoop them up. We don't have shit but fucking carpenter bees. Oh, my gosh. We I got some WD-40. Are you bopping so them? Much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. Like, I'm You're all about so look, I'm all about saving the bees, but carpenter bees are the devil. Fuck them. They're not doing anything <laughs> but eating up the wood. All right. They're, we live in Do the sticks. Do you have WD-40 and spray it where they've been boring and they'll stop? I did not know that tidbit of information. I greatly appreciate that. You're welcome. Remind me of that later because I will not remember, but I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's got that long little hosey thing, so it makes it easy to get in there. You know, we used to get them at the shop all the time. Tell me a story of how you met Gail. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> we had not been here. We moved here in February of 2014, and um, we didn't know anybody. We literally, I uh, got laid off from my job at Saks Fifth Avenue. They're closed now, so um, after eight years, they were downsizing and selling to H, whatever the company is. Mm-hmm. So from October until February, I was out from work. I packed our house up, and we moved here. We didn't know anybody. I needed a haircut. Well, you know, a smart gay... This one right here, smart gay, finds a good hairdresser and becomes really good friends with them. I've literally been besties with every hairdresser I've had <laughs> because it's just good gay. All right, period. Smart. <laughs> it's true. I, however, we did not have said hag at the time. So we went to like. I'm sorry, did you say what I thought you said? Yeah. Hag, yes. Hag. hag. I'm a fag hag. And oh. people lose their fucking mind oh my God. if Me I say too. I'm a fag hag. But he knows because I was groomed by gay men through my whole entire hairdressing right. career. Why? You know, <laughs> like, I, get, I get why it's offensive, but really. Why is it offensive? It should, because to people me, it's would a ask term me, of was and a, I'm also a fag. I can say that owning your owning something that is derogatory from, to somebody else gives you power. And yes. I own that. I call Lord my my Max, my current boyfriend, eyeball popped out the first time I called him a fag. <gasps> he clutched his pearls, honey. He thought he died. I was like, what is wrong with you? He's like, we well, just don't do that. He's a wee bit younger than I am. And I said, we're gonna learn you right. All right, let me tell you something. I can call you a fag all day. You let anybody else that does not know us call you a fag, and all hell's going to break loose. Yes. Right. right. So it's the same thing. But you got to be careful playing on Facebook or anything yeah. like that because people don't, one, so they don't understand tone. Because I've they been don't. feeling that way for a while. I was like, I, 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 love, I love men in general, but I love my gay men and have all my life. You know, I'm sure you've had a friends in high school that you were besties with yeah, that, yeah. Uh, we, we can get into political correctness because i got some stuff on that too however <laughs> this um so i'll go to some little shit place you know I, we won't say we'll say a chain to get my hair cut and it was awful like for like two days i was like my hair is so awful so i uh, didn't know anybody i got the phone book all right and looked and found blades or we saw a sign or something i don't remember what it was we were riding around just kind of learning the place and walked in and that is literally how i met the gail grantham more mayo which is my last name i call her mayo because she's my bitch (laughs) yes and we have been together ever since like when the ex-husband left and did um, i make y'all wait but do your hair remember i do not i probably worked you in uh, I want to Unless say you, you cut guys his had hair an first, appointment. and then Kelly cut my hair, or, or whoever it was the yeah, first it was Kelly. time, Kelly or Cindy. Uh, oh yeah, mine the was Cindy because Cindy's last name, but because I know what Cindy's last name is, and so she and I had that conversation about, oh, you know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, but then the next time you cut mine, but yeah, yeah, and you went in and said, please fix this shit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> And here we are, eight years later. She has been through hell and high water, both of us, you know. I mean, seriously. Yeah, it's been a ride. It's been a wild ride. What my favorite thing was is um, slipping back and forth to do your open mics and to put your time in. And it doesn't matter what city you're in. If you're in New York, they want to see you at every show that's going on. Show 
see that you paid your dues. If you're out in L.A., the same, no matter what the little bitty scene or whatever. This is what we have, and you can travel around or whatever. And so when I first started doing mics, I was fortunate there were a lot of mics, but I worked a lot of hours. I had to take care of the kids. I had pops I was taking care of. Well, I met you after pops. And so... um, you know, I had to do the best I could with what I had, juggling, taking care of everybody, but I would work bits out before I even went to practice them at the <laughs> mic on my clients, but I wouldn't tell them what the hell I was doing. So it'd be like I'd just be having a conversation and just start talking to them like, this is my life. And Jasper, I think he came to me how many times before I fi- did it I was, tell you? It was probably or, a good like three or four months. I was think. it just something weird? And then like, I'm like talking, talking weird ass shit. And then you were like, what? <laughs> and then she tells me she's, you know, a stand up comedian and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you're funny as shit because I just thought she was just talking. And then by, by, by that third or fourth time, some of the stories became repetitive. And I'm like, does she have the Alzheimer's? Like, what's going on? Why is she telling the same thing over and over again? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, you seen, I don't, I'm trying to sit here and remember when we first met. We met at that show with Danny. And uh, it was at Whitson. It was yeah. Danny. It was in the back room, which this freaking room would be the best room, and they don't utilize it very well. It just kills me. But it was across the street in Market Square from Scruffy. Oh, at a Asia. What was it Is called? That a- Coco Moon. Coco Moon. Coco and then Moon. it tur- changed hands yeah. several times. But yes, and. Uh, that was a fun time. We, it was a burlesque show with the comedy variety show. Yeah. And then uh, that's yeah, when I found out that Bill was completely intertwined with everyone. Yeah. I love that. Like, I, I, I've never been to a burlesque show. Yeah. I knew her boyfriend before mm-hmm. yeah. she did. I would complete, like, you know, we do, we have, we would have theme shows doing drag or whatever, but I think it would be so much fun. But you know, I don't like to go out. I don't like people. I love you all, but I don't like people. Right. So I tend to stay at the house, but I think that would be fun. That's what you should really look into the virtual burlesque shows. There's one today. Shout out to my friend, Barry Manatees, yeah. who will be on the show soon. They've got okay. a show this month. Uh, it's called Tummy Tuesday that they do. And uh, he does boylesque, bearlesque, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. big. Mm, you know, do you want to do bearlesque? I love my no. bears. Before, when COVID started, everybody was kind of forced to do virtual stuff, right? And just the creativity of some people is amazing, and it's really pushed people out of their comfort zone. Agree. I, I think mean, as far as performing, and just think of how she's gotten great at editing and doing video and things like I that. And say that this is going to be a big test. So I think you yeah. get you either sit around and gain 30 pounds and do whatever or you take that time and you learn to do something because now you've got the time to learn to do it. I like that. Well, that's what we do with this podcast. Absolutely. We say, yeah. Damn it. We're just going to do it. Right. That's what we do. So. I love it. I love it. I yeah. tell you, I get so excited. I listen to it. You know, and then, of course, I'll text Gail. I'm like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about because I filmed that weeks ago. <laughs> so <laughs> we recorded that. What? Which one are you talking about? But when we started off and we're in sync 
it was easy then because yeah, right. then I yeah. could laugh. Aha, yeah, I knew. And then, then we got all fancy and was like, uh-oh, what if we can't do this? Part of being good at anything or doing anything is consistency. Absolutely. So, yeah. And so if we're serious we're about, about this, we have off, to be consistent. Baby. I think so. Well, I think there are people who are just born with that, that, that just that personality, you know, and, and y'all definitely are two of those people. Uh, I mean, that's, hello that's why you and I get along so well is due to that personality that you have. I think mean, it complements my personality. Well, we, you you know you have we become my red we're here. Both big balls of gas. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> stars. Um, <laughs> Even if holes. it's in our own minds. <laughs> yes, I have. The crowd been. always I'm, screams. Then that's kind of <laughs> cool. I've always, because of the profession, I've always kind of been a rock star. Popular people would call it, I guess. I wasn't in Which high school. Which is weird. Yeah. Like, again, I had no problems and no name calling or anything. I was not, I didn't care. Yeah, same. Like, I was just. I was on another business. level. So it was a weird thing. I didn't participate. I was in everyone's group, but I was not, I was bad. I was bad as in, like, if you were watching Fast Times at Regimont High, I was like, uh, Fast drug dealer. Oh gosh, chick that but looked like Duran I was. Duran. Well, what I found out is I learned to roll pin joints, and I found out you could sell them for a dollar, and nobody ever suspected me. Shit, what the fuck is his name? Spicoli? No. Well, no. But no, the one with the, the scalper. trench coat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Had everything. Yeah, but I was... The a- one that she screwed and got pregnant by, and somebody is screaming this right now. Yeah, I don't do you remember, remember You don't name. remember the whole movie? Yes, but I don't yeah. remember his no, name. And we're not... Look, somebody... We'll look it up. I'll look it up. See, I was Jeez. the opposite. I was quiet in school. I wasn't quiet, but like I was a, a good kid. Like Went to church. I was... My bedtime, mm-hmm. my curfew was nine o'clock. As I was a senior in high school, oh wow! I could stay out as long as I wanted to on prom. I was home at ten thirty because I went with a girl. Why would I not be? And so that was it. That was good. Yeah, it was good grades, good whatever. <laughs> well, I only did it um, to certain people. Like I knew exactly who. Like it wasn't like a store for me. <laughs> I knew exactly. I rolled up exactly what I needed, but it was cool because it was extra cash. You know how you said you were popular, you know, and you are. You're very popular. My anxiety is telling me that I'm not popular. You're very popular, too. I really don't want to be, though. Fame fame does some weird things to people. But... We're not making any money off this, so right. So yeah, I mean, okay, friend. I really may not be popular at all. People seem to feel people do gravitate to you. You're funny, you know, and but I'm not a dickhead, and I'm going to be kind to you. So why wouldn't you want to like? You know my philosophy. I just do don't the- have a mean ass agenda, and I'm probably right. not going to shoot to superstardom <laughs> by being a nice person. But it's so weird. All of these people are old <laughs> in the fast rich <laughs> my eye. So I'm trying to figure out who they were. The youngins who are listening to this show don't know what that is. No. 
uh, my husband had never seen it till up till a few years ago. I was like, how do you not, how have you not seen that? Well, I think it was only popular in certain places. I don't know, but. Do you maybe. know the list of movies I have to catch up with my boyfriend on? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I will say he now has a, a nice love for Madonna. You know, you see concerts and, you know, you explain the, the iconism of, that is Madge herself. You know, he does that. But like. Even, I love how she reinvents herself every couple of years. God, like, yes. you know. Like she knows Mike when Damone. Damone. <laughs> so we're all like, yes. Uh, <laughs> it was gonna drive us crazy, folks. Well, it took me. I had to see him like young. People they were showing screaming. me the old Damone. Damn it! And I was like, who is that? <laughs> no. So just wild. But anyway, I wasn't, you know, that crazy. But I dressed up. In high school, it was weird. I was just a weird person. I heard one time that boys had bets on if my pube hair was as perfectly coughed as my hair on my head. <laughs> and if it was red? Yes. Well, they knew. I mean, you know, I'm what? sure they, they knew. knew it was red. What pube hair? <laughs> I tried out for cheerleading. I wanted to win. <laughs> Cartwheel. Whoops. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Four <laughs> class rings fell out. It was not that bad. It was, it was just wild. So, I don't know, but I was a nerd and I read a lot and I didn't uh, think I was that cute. And I tried hard because I hate my hair was very curly. So, I had to go through a whole process <laughs> to straighten it out. And then he, Florida humidity. So, <laughs> once I would it. get it as smooth, and we didn't have flat irons. Do you have that like I had a super that one of the my favorite okay, first of all, I think my mom just groomed me to be in beauty my whole entire life. I have a photo where I'm holding a wig where she gave us wigs to play with <laughs> stuff. I mean, it's like insane. We're dressed. I've got some on Facebook. We're dressed like uh you know, we're in a Partridge Family cover band, <laughs> like Lavender with ruffles. You were we popping like that Prince. hair so Daddy like Jasper damn... wouldn't know who he woke up with the next I day. I looked she like was smart. Prince. And so <laughs> I looked like a young, like I was trying to be Prince while Prince was growing up, like at the same <laughs> time. It's just insane. We're like, anyway. Um, so <laughs> but the... Uh, I got a Supermax blow dryer. I was 10. Yes. And so you put the attachments on and blow it out. Yes. That, so that was amazing and ruined me for the rest of my damn life. I mean, absolutely. But because I, I, I had long hair, so I would use that because I got it used. Mm -hmm. uh, and this side would be like that perfect, like, you know, that girl flip. <laughs> but because the other but side. But the other side would curve the same direction. It would just be like, <laughs> Like yep. I was constantly throwing my hair and it was just looping over. You know, do you know it is wild because when I show people how to blow dry their hair, do you know how amazed that they are that they're to change your brush but move your arm position? Like when you're on this side, do it this, you're going this way. But then when you're here go this way it took me forever to learn yeah. that because I, I don't do anything like that now to it but yeah that's wild but yeah 
However, I mean, it is hard because you're going backwards. But anyway. What do you mean going backwards? Like, oh, you're talking about hair. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) How you're doing Why would we not be? (laughs) (laughs) Fashion and beauty and all of that. We talk about hair, clothes, money, and doo-doo. And doo-doo? Yes, that's what drag queens talk about. Okay. Yep. In the literal sense? Yes, that was really? the that was the funniest thing to me. Like I was a young <laughs> fag, like not young fag, but like a young queen. <laughs> yes. And they would my aunt, my drag aunts, my drag mother and grandma and all those would say, We just talk about boys and drag and shit. And I was like, I don't understand. Why are we talking about shit? But it was part of the conversation. <laughs> we were cl- well, we were tight knit. Because yeah. it is a thing. It is. Because especially when you're, you know, Doing anal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Prime example. Okay. Okay. Not prime example, but I agree with that. You don't agree with that? I do agree with that. Oh. Yeah. Like, same as uh, you get a bunch of hairdressers sitting around. We're talking about the whole same thing. And then if they are dominantly female, then it's not as much shit, but about your period. Have you watched Queer's Folk? Oh, God. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> I'm raised on that. <laughs> This is, that was his, I'm so seen. I that may, was his, I've never been more seen show. I may have said this before. I don't know. But I, I'm, we're trying to get through Queers Folk. And it's taken a while because, yeah. man, that show is so over the top and so dramatic. We're in season two right now. Tyne Daly. Exactly. The, oh yes. Gosh, Cagney and Lacey. Yes. 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 Is it Tyne Dealer or the other one? No, it's Sharon Glass. Sharon Glass. Okay. Bad. So sorry, Sharon Glass. Do not at me. Yeah. Uh, Tyne. <laughs> shoot, I just saw her too. She's in this new show. Like a like a drama, right? Yeah. Uh, like the CBS. new Sally Field movie. That's what she's in. That I, I don't. Hmm. I can't Field's remember what it's called. I love Sally Field, but she plays like an older woman who's. Uh, kind of a hoarder and kind of a, just a weird kind of character cool. and uh, you know falls in love with this very younger guy and uh, kind of fantasizes about that it's a cute movie but mm. yeah but Tyne Daly was in that is it just like the woman's name not like Norma Ray, but like was it just <laughs> June or whatever it is oh shit I think I've, I think I've seen that I think I haven't seen it but I think yeah. I saw the preview for that Back to Queer's Folk. Yes, I forgot what we were talking about. (laughs) Queer's Folk. So my daughter's watching Queer's Folk with us, and she's, you know, in her early 20s. And uh, she goes, okay. She goes, I got a question. Do you think that they clean themselves out every time they go out? Like, after? like, Like, mom, it seems like these men have a lot of sex. And I was like, yeah. They do they do do they clean themselves out every time and i was like i don't have the answer to that question this is why going to drag queens talk about it (laughs) so i will say that um being young gay early teens you know and all that growing up that was not something that was discussed a lot like we we still call it douching regardless you know cleaning or whatever um because the word Russian word for shower is douche, so we say that, you know. <laughs> um, but it wasn't, I don't think, as prominent as it is now. 
uh, being with someone who is younger. I mean, he, I'm literally, he's literally half my age. Ask y'all, he's a little old man on the inside, all right? He just happens to be in the 21-year-old, 25-year-old body now. Yeah. Old. All right. But that's a big thing for them. Like, that's he'd be like, have you? Are you? Will you? It's a lot of work. If you can do it all the time, like, they kind of expect that now. Like, they, you know, I think my generation and the generation back, um, it, I think it was because it was so hidden sometimes mm-hmm. that it didn't matter because you were still having gay sex and butterbean whoops, you know, um, where now it's more accepted in mainstream society. So it's more of a conversation and we have, yeah, I'm done know. anal. Yeah. You gotta be clean. Sorry. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a big thing with, uh, with certain doms is they want that. For you yes. to be clean, so that they can use all the holes. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it's you know mm-hmm. when you watch gay porn, straight porn, anything that has anal in it. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to see. You know, right. You're not going to see the enema scene. Yeah. yeah. Is what you're not going to well, see. But some people so, do. Um, right. Yeah. It just depends on you know what your on fetish kink. is. Com, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is very much a thing yeah. in all kinds of dot coms all oh, right yeah <laughs> you know I mean, to each your own knock your ass out all right as long as you're not hurting consent. your mind innocent we are gtg enthusiastic but there's consent. like anima scenes on there yeah yeah that's a thing you can find anything you can sell photos of your foots all right both of them on the internet for like hundreds of dollars people will pay for your foots mm-hmm. well do you want to point me in the direction of those you know i did ask my daddy so i'm like I feel like I need to make money. They I've have worked f- all my life. Yeah, apparently. Huh? Apparently, they have a foot. Wikipedia. Who knew? You can sell oh, anything. Like, you can people go look up everybody's anything. feet. Anything. People are freaky. <laughs> we love them. All right. You pay for whatever. But I asked him if I could start selling pictures person. of my feet. And he's like, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's just, just feet. Well, you're and married I've got to him now. You're his property. Mark on my ankle. I mean, <laughs> see? Oh, I could get all kinds of money for that. Could you? <laughs> you I don't know. know. I'm just asking. Somebody, know. Will, you, you See, know what, somebody will buy something at least one time. Yeah, I don't have a toenail on one of my big toe on my Sexy. left foot. So, oh. uh, yeah, I might. That's a you thumb, get more. I might thumb toe you in the booty hole. You don't know. <laughs> thumb toe you in the booty hole. That is my new favorite saying. Is it like on. smooth? Let's just like smooth all the cross. I've never. I don't look at your feet. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I, can't see I don't mine. blame you. So, after your ex's betrayal, <laughs> ooh, give me the days of our lives version. Um, you know, I've said this a thousand times, and in any relationship, it it evolves and changes as time goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you either grow together or you grow some or you grow apart. And I wouldn't say we necessarily grew apart, um, but our relationship had changed and some things that maybe you weren't, al- you wouldn't allow at the beginning of the relationship. We kind of were flexible toward, you know, whatever, because things change and we're gay men. Like I'm, I consider myself girly all the time. Like I will never say I'm female because I, I wasn't born female, um, but I will call myself a woman hands down. But, um, so that changed and I had asked him, you know, I, I get what's going on. Um, just come home with me every night, text me a couple of times a day. And he told me I was being too demanding. Yeah. Oh, 
So I kind of knew that it was over, and I made the decision to have the conversation. I always say that he left me, but I, I say he left me because I, that's how I felt. Uh, regardless if I'm the one that said something, I felt that he left our relationship. Like, literally anything could have happened, and anything did. I mean, he blew up our car, you know, he got arrested. It's been a lot of stuff. Um, and we are fine now. I don't want to think that I'm just dogging him, dogging him, because he has paid his dues. Um, but there was never a time where I thought this is going to, this is it. Like I thought we would die together. I still have his last name. We have a kid, you know, a grandkid. And so I, I never thought there would not be an us. And when it, that realization hits you, it's very hard. And it's very, like, I literally thought my world was ending because here I lived eight hours away from anyone I knew besides Gail. Uh, I do have some family in Lake Lore, um, but it's different, you know? Yeah. And so it, it was a very traumatic time in my life. And if it wasn't for Gail and some other friends that are here, it would have it would have been awful, awful, awful. Oh, you're a good friend. If no, no, I'm not. <laughs> She's a bitch. I mean, she is, but. <laughs> I'm not a bitch. She's lying. She's lying, America. Um, <laughs> please. <laughs> Did you adopt your child? Yes. And um, I always hear that adoption is like super hard and super expensive, but I do have several f- friends, a couple friends who have adopted their children. How hard was it for you? We were set up for private adoption four times. And the last time, like her water broke, like we had the nursery was done. We were ready. And on their way to the hospital, her mother said, why not put this one in? Her, it was a little girl. Why not put her uh, with the other four in the system in case you get clean and blah, blah, blah. And so we're on our way to the hospital and we get the call that they've decided not to do it. And I was done. Like I was just hard. I could cry now. It just hurts my heart so much still. But it worked out because a year later, we got Kristen. Kristen was 14. Um, her parents were awful. Her parents were uh, my ex-husband's best friends, uh, sister, uh, brother and sister-in-law. So technically Kristen is really her niece or whatever. And that's how we got Kristen. And she, I'm going to cry now because she's just been such an amazing kid to go through what she went. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just happy to have two parents that loved her. Like from the start, she called me mom. She still calls me mama. She called him dad. Um, I now have a beautiful grandchild. Like it, you know, it's that that American dream. But it was hard. It was very for those first four. It was awful to say almost easy because they because didn't. she was older and she was almost out of the system. Mm-hmm. And that's that's sad. It is sad because mm-hmm. people age out of the system and then go on to do nothing or have more children that go into the system because they don't have you know. Ugh. I've always wondered if I want to foster like after this, but then I'm like, I have mothered a lot of people. I don't know if I want to do it anymore. May want to take some time for me. Yeah. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. I think that's important. I think I know I seem super selfish, but that need someone to support them. 
and let's let's stop banning gay people or yeah or there's single thing. people like it's easier for someone who's single to adopt a child almost you can't foster or you can't uh, do it i don't know but used to couldn't like because he and i weren't legally married we couldn't um foster we couldn't be foster parents so you have to be legally married uh or like brother and sister or mother and daughter or mother and son or somebody um I was just looking to see if that was where all the cough drops were. <laughs> <laughs> it's an hour and a half later. Be, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm legit obsessed. <laughs> so. It's so funny. Um, but but let us, you know, let, let us adopt. Like, we, we want children because we want children. Like, it's not, we can't have children. So I think with anyone who adopts, not anyone because there's going to be exceptions to the rule, but those are people who are willing to take a child that's not born of them, but born of their heart and love them as their own and raise them. Yes. And it should not be so expensive. It should not be so hard. Yeah. I mean, who's getting that money? Right. And I have to get the vetting process as a while. I understand that, but yes, you should have a vetting process. Come on, it should right. be, and it should be, a, it should be equal across the Absolutely. board. Yes. But I think seriously, if your heart is in that and that's something that you really want to do, you should do that. I don't know. Uh, I did not want to have the two that I had. I do love them. And I mean, it's it's not a terrible thing, but that wasn't my plan. That was never like I didn't grow up. Yeah, I'm going to be a mom and, you know, I'm going to get married and be a mom and blah, blah, blah. That was never. What's funny is when we were younger. I'm a very, very selfish person. Still am, but was very, very, very selfish. And I was always the one that said, I'm not having any. And my sister was like, oh, I'm going to have a bazillion. And we're the complete opposite. I now. wanted to marry, you know, the doctor and have the two point <laughs> three kids in the suburbs. And I got that for a while, you know, but like when well, he was a doctor, but, you know, I wanted that so bad. I mean, but of course, I wanted to be a beautiful, voluptuous blonde with big boobs and a great butt. So. Well, that's what I see right now. Yeah. Oh, love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'm thin? Yes. <laughs> Does this fat make me look thin? <laughs> yes, it's the new thin. This the new thin. It's dark. The dark helps you look thin. <laughs> One reason I wanted to do buddy. Gab and Gay Time is I love my gay men. I want to know how you guys function in this fucked up world where is half the world hates you? Is that a pretty good... Uh, Statistics sure. or hated? I don't like when you go no. through life. Do you feel like you're attacked and hated and um, because you're gay? I I don't. Um, however, I have as I've gotten older. I think it's mostly due to because of how I am. Like once you get past the shock of seeing me with being six two and my hair's a little longer and I dress, you know, I can be feminine and and things that of that nature. I think once you kind of get past that, and most people get past it pretty quickly. I'm funny as shit. Like I'm right. fun to hang out with. I will, you know, I will tell you the truth, but you know, I'm amazing. Like I know I'm amazing and I will build you up to be amazing. And I think yes. once you get past it, yes. yes, thank you. Yes. That's what a lot of people don't understand. You have to build you up to be amazing. And then it's how you treat people. Yes. 
that we don't want special rights. We just want rights. Like just be don't normal. Yeah. yeah. Why do you want to? So I'm curious as to how much, like, because. Back in the day, I remember, this is why I say things, in the 80s, I had five friends die of AIDS. Mm -hmm. Like, I have never, the most misogyny I've ever seen against me as a female was in gay clubs by gay men. Right. They're, you know, (laughs) called fish. (laughs) Breeder. Yeah, just, you know, not nice things, whatever. But there would be like, one or two that wasn't the norm bitter queens very bitter queens why are you there the younger queens would be great but then also it was not i wasn't i would only get that if i went into the quote gay you know supposed to be all male quote unquote Mm. but it was mixed that but i would just be like one of them said, only men are allowed in here. And I was like, what makes you think I'm a man? <laughs> so I walked in. Yes. Just but like, whatever. But if that was in reverse, they would have their panties in a knot. Like, and, I didn't understand drag. Like, to me, drag was dressed as a girl. Dudes dressed as girls. So when I heard about uh, bio queens and mm-hmm. uh, lesbians who bush drag and thing, I was like, what the fuck is this? Whatever. No, no, no. Right. No. <laughs> I was young. I was stupid. I didn't realize that. And as you grow and whatever, you know, yes, you Yes, you that. learn that this is all different things. Yeah. And what's crazy is when you are in any community, you find out, oh, people are people and there's some nasty ass bitches and there's some awesome cool bitches and just because they identify a certain way does not give them some magical force field and absolve them of any kind of fucking ill ass behavior just because yes queen that's bullshit you still have to act like a decent human being now it's not okay it's never been okay for somebody to gay bash or whatever during the aids epidemic people were assholes i've been punched for having gay friends i've been punched for having hanging out with gay people for being straight during aids epidemic you know it's weird i've been like anything else called queer lover or whatever it's i've had more back during because they were afraid because you had men who refused to identify as fluid or omnisexual or whatever who were straight up bisexual lying lying about who they were and to themselves and everything else so they started playing a very dangerous game of russian roulette and it causes a lot of animosity whatever i don't know it's just hate it's hate it's hate for themselves and it's just hate in general and it doesn't matter where how you divide yourself what your identifier is that makes you different i saw this little beamy this morning that said um growing up gay is being bullied uh and then something like like when you get older masturbating to your bullier or going home and masturbating to your bullier and i think that you're right i think that a lot of those guys i grew up with in junior high and high school that philandered and did things that you know we never talk about now or if i go right. home and i'm single they talk about it because they want it to happen again are married with children or married on their second and third marriage and 
will tell me to this day, I've never come out. And not being true to themselves. This is what I like about alternative lifestyles and the BDSM lifestyle. And I've been alternative my entire life. Like it's not, I don't jump on a bandwagon. It's not about just uh, even... I just, I just have a you know, a love for the misfits and the misfit toys and difficult people. Well, you, you connect because you understand that. But they have to be. Yeah, I've had a weird life and upbringing. You know, my natural father was a burn victim, and he was you know. Uh, where you definitely knew so when you looked at him if you were not desensitized to that you would you know i mean it was not uh literally one half of his face and side of his body his whole right side fortunately he was left-handed and uh but that was normal to me so like i see a burn victim it just registers you know automatic what that is and but I, my mom married him as an adult burnt, you know, with the scarring and everything. So uh, I had, you know, a pretty cool mom that saw through mm-hmm. regular love things or whatever. Either. Well, that- I think I'm not so sure it was love. I think it was an arranged marriage with, from my grandmother type situation. But still, I mean, that that's, that's what it comes down to. I mean, you, you know, you met my nieces. I mean, they, yes. I'm their DD. You know, they call mm-hmm. me DD and like. Um, she was probably five and she said, I asked you a question. I said, uh-huh. She goes, you're Kristen's mom. And I said, uh-huh. And Uncle Blah is Kristen's dad. I said, uh-huh. And you and Uncle are married. Uh-huh. And you're both men. And I said, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. She goes, I don't guess it really matters because you're just my DD anyway. And she just walked away because it wasn't a big deal to her. She was, she was used to it. It's, they're still used to it. Like it's not it's a thing because you're. Because they're not sexualizing you. Right. You're a human. Yeah. So when people that are so anti whatever, they're sexualizing you. Do you care? Do you care how me and my partner have sex do you care how bright i mean sometimes if we want to talk about it or whatever but i mean we'll scene for you you can watch us not have sex but you can watch us in our foreplay or right. whatever to that and for some people that is their whatever my, my sexuality but, is last on the list in my thought process correct like, i'm human first and foremost like i'm I just happen to be American. I just had to be born in America, you know, but I really try to hold on to that. I, I'm human. I'm male. You know, it's those things are, are those that, that my sexuality does. I don't care who you slay it with. I may want to hear about it because you're my sister girl. Right. But I, I don't care who's fucking who. Correct. We're, I, we're all sexual beings, but I think that when we're younger, we're hyper focused on that. Because, you know, we have the biological need to procreate and our hormones are really hopping off. And, you know, it's yes, we're young, hot, the pheromones are working. And so we sexualize everything. So that's the goggles we're looking at it through. And you're, you know, 
if you're going to measure everything on fuckable or not fuckable, it's you're going to be miserable constantly, yeah, right. constantly miserable. Everyone can be fuckable. Like <laughs> everyone who doesn't want to be around people who love people and make them feel good right no why do you want to be a jerk to somebody or tear somebody down i don't think that they, they, don't, they don't get that straight men and, and nothing against my i think it's called cisgendered right is that what, is that what is, I think it's it is now there's something uh, called super straight yeah whatevs <laughs> um like i said we're not gonna talk about that that's However, a gen z thing yes. uh, some my, little term you know my 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 guy, guy friends who have to be straight love it when I'm like your butt looks great in those jeans that's the same thing I tell her same thing I would tell you your butt looks great in those jeans I don't want to stick my face in it or any other part of it yeah, I'm just, just enjoying compliment. your it's just a compliment straight men are so scared that they are going to be considered gay that I'm gonna punch you in the face. Like it is literally like when we talk about toxic masculinity and some of that stuff. That's what it is. It's not just you being straight and liking straight things. It's the fact that someone compliments you, whether they be male or female, and you want to get in their face about it because how dare someone Gosh, talk to me at that? I wish because that could be studied because, because you sexualized yeah, it right. and you took it like it's a pass. Yeah, like they're making somebody's making mm-hmm. a pass at you. In other words, for you, compliments lead to sex. Yes. Yeah. You don't want That's to. It. You don't want to be treated the way you treat other people. That's what it comes down I to. I think they don't even understand on the subconscious level that it's compliments lead to sex. They don't know why they're offended. And how dare you get offended by something that said, well, oh, like I can tell you that your tits look great in that shirt. I would tell you that all the time. Now, I, would I necessarily, I, like, now I, if I, I know, said I your tits you look great in you. that shirt, I would <laughs> say it, thank right? you. Wouldn't happen. Thank you, bitch. Yes, I know. Both sets of ones on my back yeah. and the front. Uh, but you know, like, but I wouldn't say that to you necessarily because I, I don't know you that well. I would. Yeah. Let's go ahead and say I would completely tell you that. Probably. I you, yeah, I do have nice tits. Shirt. Right. But yes, that's, but you're not. Anyway, right, but I, I tell straight men that too. Like I tell uh, my my my. You're authentically dude, you. I am 100. percent And it's easy. It Life seems easy. to be easier, isn't yes. it? It's, it's wild how that works out. My 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 straight friend wow. at work calls me girl now. Like, it it would, bothered him so bad, and I said, "Why?" I said, "Because you're you're girl to me. I don't mean that you have a vagina and that you're female." You're just girl, yeah. like bitch or hooker or whatever Correct. the word is at that time. Like when, you know, girls, hey, dude, hey, bro, whatever. Right. I mean, it's just, hey, what? I've heard you can't say hooker anymore. You can't. You, can. you know, you, I mean, be, <sighs> I don't know. Right can you not say hooker? And with intention and deep love of who for you're someone, saying it to? Any word can be a term. Well, I do think that we need. I've noticed that at open mics and now open mics are where people practice and new people can come there and try it out. And there, if you really love your friends, you only bring them your first time to rally to get get you up on stage. You don't. You can bring them to a show, a paid show, but don't. Don't make them sit through your open mic unless you have just really been consistently killing every time and you know when you're going to go on because sometimes, no, just explain what it is to them because sometimes it's magic though. Sometimes you can be at an open mic and 
I've been on them where people that are touring now are there. However, there are some really terrible people. And lately I have noticed because, of course, all the guys are coming back out and there's more men in comedy than female. A lot of referring to women as bitches just because because not necessarily that, it you know, it's very gratuitous. Can you give me an example? Um, This bitch. Oh. Coming around the bend. Oh, as in introducing... At calling, labeling a female as a bitch. Okay. And so I'm just kind of like, hmm. I uh, Is it I'm, done to I, males as well? I don't... Well, I've decided that I'm going to. Well, I'm, ju- I'm just going to be yeah. like, but it's different. this cuck over here, this cuck <laughs> male. If I was to say, though, this bitch up next is my girl. Yes, blah, blah, blah. It's there different. is a vi- yes, big yes. difference, I call but myself. these are very... Um, masculine males right. and i think that it's like we have a mutual friend uh, this that, bitch that that is not her bag at all really? well yeah, i i made that mistake one day and she's like please do not do that because i'd be like bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes well and that she i mean she sees it as demeaning and of course i'm going to respect her well i have i wishes i've had to think about it how to handle it for myself because like you said in a different uh setting or with a different connotation uh it's totally different and i'm like okay can i really address this or um because i'm guilty our safe word is bitch please for me to shut up but that's us being friends and doing our thing and (laughs) i guess he made it in Daddy, see. Well, you know, Daddy I always C. say that you know I'm a black woman on the inside, yes. And it offends, it offended, um, the boy, the boyfriend. Well, again, fag and all that. For mm-hmm. I for real am a black woman well, on the you know, inside, I, but I that's said, a whole nother thing, right? Maybe so a black man. When my sister of color, my black sister, came to visit, I said, "Hey." Blah, blah, blah. I said, does it offend you when I say I'm a black woman on the inside? And she said, no, but only because it's you. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been told that a lot. No, because it's you. Now, I would not be at work or out at the club or whatever and say the black woman inside of me because it's 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 not correct and it's not the best thing to do. So. I think you have to know your audience. Him saying this bitch, this bitch, this bitch. Number one, is it part of the joke? Is it funny? Right. Is it being offensive? Is it like you have to think about those things now? Where yeah, read the room. Absolutely, read the room. Yes. Yes. They. I mean, none of them listen to my po- this podcast. <laughs> so I'm hell. I'm invisible to half of the people that are there <laughs> as it is right now. Anyway, I mean, most so, of you can't find the clitoris. I guess find <laughs> it on here, <laughs> which is which is totally fine. But I um, am curious how to address that. So yeah, speak your truth. Period. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I would never just show up and be like, I am a black woman in on the inside. Yet if I told my origin story, they would be like you know what all of the influence that raised me came from black women absolutely because of my mom's you know how my mom grew up and people even being named gail is is 
if you if I didn't check a color box and filling out all everything and you just read my stats on paper, you would think that I was a woman of color, which is a weird thing, but it's not it's it's not I can't say emotionally and inside and the type of oppression because I know I know it's there. I know because of the amount being privileged I've had right. as a redhead, as a, uh, you know, woman, chubby, shaped the way I am with my thought process or anything like that. So it's a weird, it's a weird mix. And I get that. I think that, um, Gay men especially will uh, kind of latch on to the um, woman of color, like black women talk and and that vivaciousness, because especially when I was in school, like people of color were some of my best friends. That sounds so racist, but I mean, because they accept me and I accepted them as as just period. And I think that that we look at that sometimes as being strong and being able to speak our mind and things of that nature as gay men, Queens, especially. Um, and because I've had straight friends say, why do all gay people, all, all gay men uh, sound like a black woman? Why do y'all oh. do that? I've, hmm. yeah, I've been asked that twice, actually. Uh, no, I don't think I do. I mean, I, I may talk real Southern sometimes and country at times, um, but he made a very good point. Uh, we do tend to emulate that sometimes, emulate that sometimes. And so I think it's because of the strength and things of that nature mm-hmm. and the closest that we feel being gay. They will never understand what it's like to be gay and what we have to go through. Uh, and we will never understand what is it, what it's like to be someone of color. And never. Go I'm very white. I mean, hello. Mm-hmm. I, so I completely, I'm six too. I know that have saved me from being called fag. Mm-hmm. I know that has kept me from this happening and that happening. I'm, I'm not stupid. I don't worry when I get pulled over that I'm going to be shot or whatever mm-hmm. because of that. So though we can't connect on all levels, I think that there's just that level of oppression, which sounds terrible, but it's that level of oppression that we connect with. And so that was something that gay men look at as being strong and being whatever. So we wanted to emulate that. Yeah. And imitation is the sincerest form, form of flattery. flattery. Well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, it was, a. Uh, I think respect is the big, Oh yes. mm-hmm. uh, I was taught respect. My mom had more of a reverence for people of color, especially black women, because I think they really helped her. They helped my grandmother. And, you know, I think that, uh, just in general and my mom connected because it felt like home, I mean, you know, even when she lived in Illinois and when she was in Germany, uh, maybe that was the Southern roots, but well, it's so, I don't think of Illinois. Like if you're from the deep South, like when I moved here, I was like, I'm from the true South. They're like, Tennessee is still the South. Okay. The deep South. Right. I don't think of the rest of the country. I did not think of the rest of the country as being as racist in areas, Illinois, Ohio, like to me, those were, those were quote unquote mm-hmm. Yankee states and they were just perfect. And oh my gosh. Wasn't They're hatred. the worst. Everyone loved the fags and everyone loved the color people and everyone loved this. And it was, no, just, I didn't know that though. Cause we weren't as connected as we are now. I mean, we, we had three stations. 
you got yeah. you know, NBC, ABC, and CBS, and PBS if you were lucky. So they didn't show that necessarily on television. It was if it was, it was in the South. You know, really. My mom was always scandalous too. I'm sorry, but she, you know. I think the reason that we didn't have those, like, I can't relate to you when you said that, you know, you were punched for loving another human being who just happens to be gay. Mm-hmm. For um, being friends with, hanging out with. I never got that because I am a little bit younger than you, and things started to change in the 80s. That too. Um, were y'all bust? as kids like we lived in a predominantly white neighborhood and they bust us down in downtown nashville to another neighborhood and it was like uh i went there for two years probably one of the things that best things that ever mm-hmm. happened to me because i got to meet people a whole new world of people mm-hmm. they consolidated yeah. our school system in the year i went into seventh grade up until then i had three people of color in my class. Um, again, I didn't realize that that was a race issue or anything of that nature because they were just people who I went to school with. It wasn't a color issue or whatever. Uh, but they, there's a small town called Peyton Town um, in my community, and it was a predominantly black area. And so those kids got bused to my junior high. And so then we got bused to high school and ninth, from ninth grade on up. So, yes, that was yeah. exactly what happened was that they consolidated and wanted, needed to. Do you to remember the parents having a shit fit over oh it? Oh, my God. The, my high school's name was Red Devils and they changed it to Blank County High School. And people threw a fit. Good Christian folks. How dare we change the name of the school from the devil? To something else. Mm. That's our alma mater. Blah, blah, blah. They threw a fit. But the junior high, elementary, and all that, none of those changed. So it was just the main high school. So I still went to this little school. You know, it stayed that same name, but only the high school changed. And I think that was what it was. They were so upset that it changed. And I mean, they, my parents can remember when they integrated, like, or segregated, desegregated. So they had already passed laws and stuff. We're talking about 60s, mm-hmm, 70s, mm-hmm. and them taught people getting up and walking out of class when people of color had to come from the, the people of color high school to this high school with them now. How dare they? It was awful. That's insanity. Now, in Illinois, um, no. the In the Midwest, where we lived, in Chicago, very diverse. But what people don't realize that it wasn't just... Uh, Black people were cool. Black people were okay. Uh, it was, you're Italian. I don't like you Irish. Right. You're, mm, yeah. you're Russian. I don't like you Pole. You Polak or whatever. You know, um, it wasn't just like black, white kind of whatever. Everybody was integrated. They called Puerto Ricans and... Uh, Latinos, Hispanics, I'm not going to say all the slurs, but yeah. there was literally a slur for everyone, mm-hmm. you know, and um, there is a comment that's got a good joke about that. Um, but uh, so it was it was wild. And then ha- I'd been to Chicago and stuff, so it wasn't but it was culture shock when I moved to Florida because we moved to Pensacola, which is a Navy town, and we moved by the base, and it was a um, 
all kinds of different, every very diverse, extremely diverse area. And that's where I ended up living for 30 years. And, but there is, there's weird things. When I got out of school, I actually was recruited by a black salon called me and moms. And then when I went for another interview, uh, after talking, meeting me and everything, they knew I could do good hair, but talking to the clientele, they were like, no, we're not going to trust. We're not going to go to her to do. So, so literally they sat down and talked to me and said, you know, it's, we're going to do you a disservice by having hire having you work here because they're just not going to come and you're an awesome hairdresser or whatever. However, I didn't just go, "Ah, I'm not ever going to do this again. Later when I went to corporate, it suited me well because I could do everyone's hair. Somebody would come in and they didn't cry and would be super surprised. Oh my gosh, you can do textured hair. Ah, and so it was great. Now I'm out of practice and product is so different now because you do need to keep your clientele or whatever, but I could still do it and not make you cry. Like I could give you a blow out. Absolutely. Correct. Well, nanotechnology, now the Holy Grail, it actually penetrates your epidermis for skincare and it penetrates your hair shaft for hair care. That's been the Holy Grail of product. And we've had this discussion before. It it bothers me because we, we, we're a relatively new country comparatively to the rest of them. You know, Mm -hmm. let's be honest that. However, we have been one of the best countries and yet take it shit out. As far as things going, we should be so far ahead of other things in including like, if you want to go get box braids, you should be able to go get box braids because you like box braids. And that's part of our culture, the American culture. And yes. I hate with a passion that appropriation people, stuff, that, the, the preparation, because some bastard has for years garnered fame, fortune, whatever off of say box braids, who is a cracker and just whatever. And that's my word for everybody. Just say, I know I'm not being racist. I'm a cracker. You're a cracker. All right. So, um, it, it bothers me that, that, that all happened. And I can't enjoy box braids if I want to enjoy box braids or, or so, so and so can't do this because that's considered cultural appropriation now when we should be one culture. Like we're, um, America is a melting pot. Those cultures should they be hate, melted together. They hate when you say that too. I, I know when everybody goes, who's they, but whoever, the who whoever has decided that this is the construct whether they're getting it off a minute of TikTok at a time whatever the reprogramming is now it's you're not allowed to say that oh my gosh all these different cultures came together here in America uh, and that we sure have adopted everything <laughs> I learned it had adopted all of these different well no it was just stark imperialism it's easier for us to say it because we're white and uh, because we've we we have had that that goes back to that that privilege is that we have had that privilege of not having I guess something taken taken from us mm-hmm. and that we couldn't do this and, and couldn't do that like I love your story about the lady with the hair you know she owned her future and and did the relaxer mm-hmm. or whatever it was mm-hmm. you know like she owned that I, I love that story so much but it's well, easy she's for us the to reason say, yeah. that they legitimately you'll never convince me that Madam CJ Walker is not the reason 
that white males freaked out and then where the KKK came up and became more prevalent and all of the, you know, she built a house next to Norman Rockefeller, a mansion. It's still there. She died in 1919. She did this in the 1800s after astonishing. they were, you know, slaves were first generation free slave. And white men, first of all, women aren't even supposed to do that. She's the first self-made female millionaire. I mean, really think of the impact of that. So how and a pioneer? Correct. So how you know proof <laughs> uh, that intelligence, perseverance, ha- it it doesn't matter the epidermis. It does not matter the casing that your brain is encased in. And this, I, I mean, she was. Was she perfect? No, but I mean, she advocated for women and advocated. And that's the other thing in the culture. Uh, She was able to do that because that culture has been twisted as well. Women were revered more. I think they are more than in white privilege. I think women... Uh, I think there are some men that don't just like their terrible, many, many terrible white men that are horrible people. But I think that, um, you know, black men do love black women, you know, they're a, well, we have to look at it as a whole. I mean, people talk about um, strong women. black women. Well, black women had to be strong because at that, especially during that time, yes. um, Jim Crow era and all yes. that. I mean, you couldn't look at someone else and your husband may be killed, hung. Yes. To this day, that shit Or happens. you would be raped or yes. killed or so whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's had awful. No choice but to be strong and, and whatever. So I, it, when we have, see the success stories. Well, it terrified them is what I'm saying. That power terrified them and that's that's why it's time to start doing it again let's make these motherfuckers scared because i'm tired women have to stop being gaslit into second place and we have to stop being called names for feeling how we feel and being made to feel bad if the thing is is as though um uh you know However, you know, in the fam, uh, my daughter's girlfriend, uh, we've had discussions. We had a heated discussion the whole time I did her hair Sunday. And, uh, you know, she told me I was uh, um, very much upset her because uh, I she didn't feel like I validated who she was on the inside as far as being female and I said well I do actually I'm doing everything in my power to validate you but I am not going to say that you have experienced the gamut of being a female you may have experienced being 
female and you may identify as female on the inside and I don't make that I'm not saying that you are not I'm just saying it's when it you're gonna to have breast, a hard time brass tacks of life experience and being a female regardless there I think we get hung up on terminology too much and I've said this I've said this in during this podcast prior uh, I will call myself a woman all day long uh, I will never say I'm female uh, yeah, I have trans that. friends who will tell you I'm not biologically female because they're not uh, and it's not our place to justify someone else's feelings uh, and, and nothing is anyone I, 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 I love them tremendously um, however we have to love ourselves and it doesn't matter if you or you or or them uh, agree, know how, agree or, or know how it works or whatever mm-hmm. as long as we respect each other and you're not in my face trying to be a bitch about it right. we're GTG correct right? so uh, I, I don't like that statement of not feeling justified or whatever the term it was that you use it, it bothers me and not just in that case but in a lot of cases and that does come with age I think and loving yourself because I love myself like it took me a very very long time to just love my 100% so I, do, I don't need you to justify right oh uh, yeah like for me to say oh. oh it's cool yeah I remember when I said I respected it more or something right. like that yeah you know it I, it doesn't matter that. yeah that's true and I had to grow and by the end of the thing I did grow I think I am uh, feeling because I know that you are not you how do i say this without making it because i'm not campaigning for this point i'm trying to articulate a feeling that i think a lot of women that are my age i know exactly what you're feeling you should be able to just say it because your truth is your truth well and the thing is i'm not even trying to make it my truth because a I support whatever decision you want to do, whatever you want to do. Right. I'm not campaigning. I'm not trying to change laws against you. Having, right. I am happy, and uh, I am not going to argue and say no. I'm not going to refuse and dead name someone or anything. I'm not going to disrespect you right. as a person. Period. But I think that. Uh, and maybe this is where the super hardcore feminists, maybe this is something that they're saying that I kind of maybe understand, which is very extreme, but it's almost as if once again, step aside for the penis, let the penis, you know, be the unicorn. Don't get, don't really become the old gray mare because you're no longer special, but don't hurt that feeling because you're still, that's the penis and the misogyny of, no, you're still not going to come to full power. So do you feel that, um, because I, I don't know because I'm not female and I would not know this, but do you feel that um, the fight for trans rights, do you still feel like there are rights that women need to have Instead of focusing on trans women, that there, that there's a fight that cis women are still having. Yes, yeah. I think and that it's overshadowing. I think that cis women have not come to full power, to full equality. We don't even have control of our bodies anymore. And to kind of piggyback what you were talking about, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I, thank Ooh. you for the articulation in that, yes. because we don't. 
I'm not anti-trans at all, period. You haven't come into your full female energy because you do not have a uterus and you do not know what that feeling is like every single month. And not only that, you're, you're expected to have children. You're expected to reproduce constantly. And once you can't do that anymore and your eggs dry up, then you're nothing. And there are always exceptions. There are always people who, I mean, uh, my daughter has never had a regular period and she has gone years without having them. And uh, finally, she's going to make sure everything is checked out, but she would have either very light or wouldn't. But there are many... I born female, whatever people who will never have children, they'll never be able to reproduce their uh, female parts may not work like they're supposed to they may not even uh, they may have an extra amount of testosterone and look and there are still people in this world that will look at that and go, Oh, yep. (sighs) I get it. And so I don't want to squash anyone's feelings that are changing, but yes, I do agree. I do feel that women have not come to their full potential. And I think we step aside. Maybe that's the thing of the women, but I think we're gaslit into second place a lot. I think that again, it's reiterates what I said that um, female is biological and womanhood is a state of mind. Because uh, I, I tell you all the time, you know, I'm a strong woman, mm-hmm. you know, because and yeah, I'm, I'm a dude. I, I get that. And I would never come to think that I could even understand a smidge of what you've ever had to deal with in your life. Again, I'm still born white male, so I understand that privilege. Um, but womanhood is a state of mind. And I think to state um, to get upset because someone can say, states that you're a woman, uh, but maybe not refer to you as female and I know that that's not how that works Some people would not do that I'm just saying in your mind when they, they are not doing that I think that, that you're missing the point I think that it doesn't matter how they're reacting to you it matters your truth matters and if your truth is that you are a woman then you are a woman yes you will n- never be biologically mm-hmm. female we can't that that's not how we we're created but you can be a woman you can have your implants you can have uh, be castrated i know tons of drag still queens keep it and be you, a woman yes, yes. i'm not saying your that and be a woman <laughs> um, but being female is different um it, it's it's just different and you will those females who uh, are female to male trans men uh are are men but they're not biologically male. Yes. And it's, there's just still aspects that we will never know. I think of each other and we get, we get so upset and our feelings hurt because you don't refer to me as female or you don't refer to me as this. You don't refer to me as that. It, it doesn't matter as it, someone else gets it. It matters what you believe. It matters what you are. And if you believe you are a woman, if you believe you are a man, then that, that is what you are. It doesn't matter anything Yeah, else. you don't have to work so hard to convince the world that you're special. You, you know, I mean, you are special. Period. Like, you don't have to work so hard to convince it. And I am happy. I will do my best. I am way easier with... 
because the the classic identifiers. I have no problem. Um, it's super easy for me to uh, female to male trans to always him he I don't know why it's just easier maybe the usually facial hair very masculine so um you know uh I I'm getting better I'm having a hard time with a girlfriend because uh I still she 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 talking she 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 but every now and then I will look at her and my brain registers how I met her, right. which was presenting as his, her dead self. And so, um, ah, and, but she would rather not be called they right now. So I think that they, them will help transition and you don't like oh, that. You got, you got you something don't, to say about that? <laughs> Here's the thing. All right. Number one. Oh, he's about to lose this gay card. Yes, everyone is girl to me. If you are in my, if I, if we are close enough that I'm really going to be speaking with you and all that, you are girl. Period. Uh, It does not mean masculine. It does not mean feminine. It just means what it is, girl. Girl. All right. (laughs) Yes. Girl. Whatever you present to me is what I'm going to call you, though. If we are not on familiar terms, so you present male, you will be called he or she, he or he, whatever, him, hims, whatever. I don't understand they and the whatever because I mean, girl, they and them. Come on, I am. They're non-binary. I am non-binary. You know, whatever. Now, don't get me wrong. I have this facial hair and all that, but I'm a woman. You can I'm tell. Female, but I'm a woman, right? So it just. I don't know. We fought for so long for LGBT um, that. I almost get bitter sometimes about the queue. Uh, all of it, like, <laughs> like queer, queer, queer is LGBT. LGBT. Yeah, uh, you know, and and non-binary. If if you are um, born male and you want to be non-binary, you are still and you're sucking dick and you got one. You without being trans, that's different. Uh, then you are still gay. Like I never understood gay and lesbian either. Like to me, gay was gay. You were either mm-hmm. a gay boy or a gay girl. It wasn't whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I understand the fight for that. So, I mean, God, for so many years, LGBT was what we fought for and mm-hmm. to come along and get bitter. Mm-hmm. Let me rephrase that because you want to add X, Y, Z or whatever. And some of us are like, why? We, we literally have fought for this. And, and those extra thing, I don't know. It just bothers me so bad. The they and them bothers me. Um, now, would I ever be like, I'm not going to do that? No, I'm still going to be respectful and still mm-hmm. do whatever. But I'm going to call you girl because that's what I call everybody. So, <laughs> well, I. I just be whatever you right. want to be. Correct. I don't I don't want anybody killed, worried about being killed. Right. I don't Just want live your life. uh yes. I don't I I really am not going to participate with a lot of polarizing things. I think we should lift each other up and, you know. Honestly, when the aliens come, all this is going to be like a fake yeah, memory. June. Yeah. 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 The 1st of June. Today. Well, if damn we've it. survived the aliens, <laughs> welcome, everyone. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
this is this is my this is my my final almost my final thought. This is my thought. yes. What's your final yeah, thought? Because we, we we do need to wrap it yeah. up. She's got to do home. do what you want to do as as long as you do not hinder me, mine, or the innocent. And if they are not feeding, fucking, or financing, yeah. pay them no mind. Correct. Yes. It it took a long time to come to those terms, but yeah, exactly. Do what the fuck you want to do. Be the best person that you could possibly be and give back to your community. Yes. Please. Yes. And not just get your it. community. You're going to get it back. I, I promise. I stood in the rain and protested Fred Phelps, who was protesting Amnesty International at the University of Southern Mississippi. Yeah. It wasn't about being gay or whatever. It was protesting just shitty people. Yes. Trying to take away something that was good. It's not right. just about gay pride. It's not about straight pride or whatever. It's just about being a really good human being to each other. Period. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited about this month. I cannot wait I am for too. our next guest on Gab and Gay Time. So, uh, <laughs> are you going to do a preview so people know? No. You just no. can't wait? Just can't wait. Where can they find you, Gail? I hope, you, I hope everybody here's had fun, too. This is something different for us. It was fun. You know, Gail said before, we're not having men on. No men. You still haven't, honey. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) There you go. That's what I'm saying. There's always exceptions to the rule. (laughs) Exceptions. This is is why, you know. And of course, we would have a trans female that still has Can I just say when I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate men. I am never, ever talking about my gay male friends. Oh, fuck them too. Ne- <laughs> Girl. All of them. Right. They're stupid in general, all right? Yes, they are. They're like big ass, dumb ass dogs, which is another thing. You have to listen. I'm allergic to dogs, and I have a lot of friends that are dog people. I love dog people. I love dogs. They just don't like my sinus cavities. They're dander. But I will be damned if every time I don't go over to somebody that's news house, if their dog doesn't greet me by putting their crotch right up in my nose, gets, I mean, put their... Wait a minute. That's the cat people. The dog people. The dogs put their noses in my crotch. And it's very, I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. And, you know, they don't cancel them immediately. They swap them on the nose and they stick them in another room and they say, stop it. and Don't come out of there until you can behave. So, you know, sometimes men are that damn dumb and you have to swat them on the nose and say, stop being a dick. This is your warning. Look, I've been told before, you know, you're a guy, right? And I'm saying, excuse me, I'm no mere mortal man. I'm an experience. (laughs) Yes. Period. Yes. And so, you know, that dog wasn't ready for the kill shelter. We don't have to kill off all the men yet. But by the way, I just wanted you to know, I know you did that South Park joke on TikTok about (laughs) men being underground for for jokes, jokes and sperm. And so... But so, that's what gay men are for, yeah. jokes and sperm. That's why I have Jasper. He doesn't have to go underground. Look, I'm telling you, the reason that gay men and straight women get along is because you understand why we like dick. 
<laughs> yes. Period. That's why straight men and lesbians get along. They understand why they like vagina. Yes. So that word, that word, it sounds infected. I would rather hear the P word than vagina. Vagina. Yeah, I like, I don't, pussy doesn't bother me. And I love cunt. I I hate that women don't like cunt because it's powerful. And I'm like, you fucking cunt. Nothing. You're an Aussie. That's how you handle the bitch thing. Ooh, Ooh, right there. Right there. Call him a cunt. At the open mic. Well, this cunt coming up. Do it in like a like an Aussie accent or something because they call people cunt all the time. Yeah, English. Well, no, get a no, load of this like cunt. It. No, no, it's, it's Australia. <laughs> yeah, the English. English like women love say, calling each other cunt. But the whole country of Australia, like New Zealand, love cunt. Where we're talking like Cogni women and yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, the bad. Yeah, the nice British ladies. Yeah, you know, like well, my friends are nice British ladies. Like, they like to talk with their Cockney accent and say, "Oh, don't be a cow, you cunty cow." Oh, you know, Amy Winehouse was like fucking cunt. You know she was. <laughs> but that's what you do when they say, "Well, coming next to the stage." Please, but yeah, you please welcome this cunty fella here. I've heard he's funny. Let's <laughs> give him a hand. <laughs> well, you guys, this has been a fun show. I hope that you will email us at gabbingirltime at gmail.com and you'll hit us up on Facebook at Gab and Girl Time on Facebook. Yeah, and go visit Gail on her Instagram at Gab and Gail Time. And I'm Brad Von Beaverhausen on Instagram. And uh, I just made my do- my granddaughter's third birthday cake, and you can see that on Braddy's it's Bites. Beautiful, and I I am very very proud. And I know that you gorgeous. Hate raspberry. No, I wasn't even going to say a word about it. It was a beautiful cake, <laughs> and I did not know there was no need to be negative. I and hope everybody had a lovely piece, and they were happy. They, that and thing it was, was gone. gone. So totally perfect. Gone. It was beautiful. And uh, yeah, come look at my TikToks. Come look at Gail's TikToks. Yeah, they're not that. They'll take you two seconds. I haven't. When I figure, here's the deal. When I figure out the TikToks, y'all are gonna be like, "Oh, I wish she had not." <laughs> I'm still navigating. It's it's a lot there. I just don't have the time for it right now. I'm but really it's, concentrating it's on It's very political things. right now, of course, with with the Texas uh, heartbeat bill going around and um, people just fighting over the same old How thing. How are they? Uh, now shoot before someone drops the house on you. Right, yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it is going to happen. Right, yeah, I don't know. And since he said house falling on you and we started with yes this first episode of gab and gay time has come to a close it has are you singing with us are you joining us on the outro i was very sad that i didn't hear ding thank you so much for joining us yes and please email us tell us how much you love gab and gay time yes but email us at And we thank you so much for listening to Gavin Girl Time.